welcome to Freaky Fauna Friday, where every Friday we take a little time and explore some of the freaks of nature from around the planet we cherish so deeply. So please, jump aboard and let's explore the wilds together. Hey guys. Oh, hey. Welcome back to Freaky Fauna Friday. We're back. I am the great... And peaceful, Mr. E. And I am... Uh, <laughs> there was a warthog. Yeah. Oh, a relaxing warthog. I am uh, your relaxed and, you know, joyous clone 71J on this special episode of Freaky Fun of Friday. On this episode, we're going to talk about the crackheads of nature. Huh. The mantis shrimp. They're crackheads, huh? Uh, they are extremely high energy, vicious predators that technically break the laws of physics. I think I'm a mantis shrimp. No, you don't break the laws of physics. Break the laws uh, of psychology. Well, you know what? Very what, different law set. Well, you know, in this realm, sometimes everything you see in front of you is created in your mind. So in some ways, shape or form, I am bending reality. I love I love these guys. So let's, I'm going to read you my little intro. Packing a serious punch, mantis shrimp, or stompa pods. Ooh. The definition of stompa pod is small but terrible. Uh, see, I told you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds impossible for one to create underwater shockwaves with their fists, but mantis shrimp know how to do this all too well. These crustaceans are notorious for dealing the most powerful strike in the entire animal kingdom, as well as sporting a colorful and elegant exterior. These guys are just wicked. If you guys haven't seen a mantis shrimp, they literally, there's, we're going to talk about how many species there are because there's tons. Yeah. But they're one of the most colorful species of anything on the planet. It's almost like the, uh, uh, oh, now I'm blanking on the name, the rainbow darter of the shrimp world. Except... Ten tenfold. <laughs> I know, way more. No, they're actually, they're, in all reality, yes, they're very extremely vibrant, colorful, really pretty shrimp, but, I mean, they don't look like your typical shrimp when you think. How big are these guys, too? We'll talk about that, because okay. there's a v- big variation. Oh, Some oh, are okay. extremely tiny, some are pretty large. Yeah, it's hard to gauge when you see the, I've seen videos of It depends on what species and captivity and stuff like that ah, you see, because okay. we'll talk about it. Men shrimp are evolved uh, separately from a class called Milocrustiates. Around 340 million years ago. That's pretty old. Yeah, they're a really old group of crustaceans. They've survived several mass extinctions. Uh, and it's probably because they're really hard to eat unless you're a lot bigger than them. And even then, they're still kind of hard to eat. Oh, yeah, and if you don't like uh, you know, your face getting burnt off by their punches. Well, these are, well, we'll talk about These guys are a delicacy in a lot of parts of the world. A lot of people eat a lot of these. Hmm. You just stab them really fast. Oh, beat humans them at their game. Yeah, humans have kind of like... All right, we just can't just pick it up, so here's a long stick with a point. Yeah, big fork. Yeah, dear. <laughs> dead. Uh, so, yeah, there are around 451 species of mantis shrimp. That's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Isn't That's, that crazy? Yeah, it is. So mantis shrimp uh, generally grow around four inches for most species. Some of the larger species can get up to almost a foot long. Dang. A lot of the smaller ones are like the size of your pinky. Okay. They're not true shrimp, though. Oh, they're uh, not. Huh. No. They're their own separate group. And why do they call them? Sh- is it just because they look like yeah. shrimp? Oh, they're, okay. they're a crustacean. Yeah. So, you know, with most crustaceans are either like... They arthropods? Yes. Okay. 
So you like most crustaceans when you get common names, uh, they they're called like a lobster, like spiny lobsters, which aren't lobsters, right? Uh, crab, crab or shrimp. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that's kind of the groups you fall into pretty in your much. crustacean, even though there's many, many, many more crustaceans than that. Right. Uh, these guys breed up to twenty or thirty times in their life. The largest species ever caught was eighteen inches. That's pretty big. Yeah, uh, that one would actually could kill you. Yeah, nice gut punch from that thing. If it hit you in the face or the neck, you'd be dead. <laughs> that, that would suck. Yeah, and we'll talk about uh, some of their amazing abilities. So a lot of these species mate for life. Oh, nice! Like they're what's that called? Poly, 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 poly. No, not not that one. Monogamous. One. Monogamous. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, a lot of these guys are monogamous. That's a lot of cool. species. Not all the species. Uh, specifically, some of the smaller ones aren't. And which makes sense because a lot more yeah. stuff is eating them. Well, yeah. So it's hard to keep your mate. But a lot of times, if they do lose a mate, the, the both parents will take care of the eggs in the nest. Like, they make holes in the sand. And they'll both take care of this. And then if a mate doesn't return, the other one will stay with the eggs as long as possible before full starvation. And then it'll try to go out and hunt uh, if the mate doesn't come back. But yeah. a lot of times, when they come back to the nest, it's raided. Right, so they yeah. just move on. Yeah, they will remate some of them. Some of them won't. It's very odd, and there's not a lot of research into this part of monogamy for crustaceans. So sometimes the uh, they go out for cigarettes and gallon of milk. Well, it's more like a back. fish eats them. Oh, or that. Like uh, more something grabs them. You're just like, you know what? I've been sick of this watching these eggs, and she has just been nagging, nagging me. I'm going to go out and get, you know, a little shot, a little gallon of milk. So these guys, there are two distinct types of mantis shrimp. There's the punchers and there's the grabbers. Oh. So why they get their name mantis shrimp is half of the group. Are grabbers. They're grabbers. They okay. literally they have mantis claws. Oh. And they can actually, some species have a hydraulic piston arm that shoots the spine through Ow. other animals. Oh, jeez. So it's like a cartoon character, literally. It's like a wampus cat. Yeah, like it really is a real-life wampus cat, where it'll shoot a spine into a fish. It, sometimes they grab and hold, too. So it's like harpooning? Yes. Okay. And the other one, which I'm going to say for us is more impressive, is yeah. the punchers. Oh, yeah. Which we will come back to. They should have renamed them Tyson Shrimp. Well, I guess that already exists in the grocery store. There you go. <laughs> Uh, these guys have unique vision. Okay. So if anybody's looked at pictures of them, they're incredibly colorful. They actually have 11 co- or is it cones. Rods and cones. Rods and cones. They have 11 rods and cones. So they can see 11 primary colors and ultraviolet. Which doesn't even, it's hard. My so for brain humans, just hurts thinking about we that. have three. We can only see three primary colors. So every color you see is a combination of those three colors. Oh, here's, here's a quiz for you. You got primary colors. Then you got secondary colors. Then what's next? Third dairy? Tertiary. Oh, well, that's the turd colors. <laughs> They're the, all just brown at that point, aren't they? No, it's still like it's like your uh ah, it's just color. Turquoise? Wheel. It's the ones in between the secondary colors. So like, like turquoise? I I guess, but I mean there's a more probably exact name. Oh well, you know, you got like your red and your blue makes purple, but then you got between purple. So every yeah, color yeah. we all see. Comes from three primary colors. Right. These guys have eleven plus that's, ultraviolet. Yeah, that's a lot. So they are seeing they're seeing eight other primary colors that we cannot see. I don't even know what that color wheel would even begin to look like. I would be insane. So imagine how pretty they are to each other. Oh yeah. 
Imagine the mating displays in their eyesight. Oh, it's crazy. So they actually have one of the most complex eyes of any animal in the animal kingdom. Hmm. It's kind of weird to think about for a crustacean because humans kind of put like arthropods lower than us. Right, right. Uh, these things have evolved outside of physics. Hmm. So if anything, they're maybe not as intelligent as us. But in other physically more advanced. <laughs> yeah, they can punch harder than physics allows. Yeah. Which I can't wait. Yeah, let's hold on to that one. They rarely leave the burrows. Mm. So that's kind of a misconception. We kind of view them, especially in captivity, as highly aggressive carnivores and predators. Yeah. Uh, they're actually extremely shy because they're very low in the food chain. Are these the videos you see, like, people have in their fish tank and they drop a fish in there with it? And just murders it? It just sees some of, I think they're the grabbers, I guess. There's be. both. I've seen both, punchers okay. and grabbers in gotcha. captivity. Yeah. And we'll oh, talk about I've them seen the puncher. We'll talk about them in captivity because they're extremely hard to keep. Oh, really? Well, first off, most of the punchers can break through the glass in any second. Oh. <laughs> uh, Second off, they, they stress out extremely easy. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. So they're extremely hard to keep. So they're like green side darters. Yeah. Remember when we... Yeah, you did. I, when I put some of them in my tank, yeah, they mm-hmm. got stressed immediately. <laughs> These guys do engage in ritualistic fighting. So there's a little bit with it, with mating and picking mates. There's some with territory. And there's some that just be, that seem to just fight to fight. I, it's like sumo wrestling. It kind of is. They got to entertain their... And most of the time, the loser just leaves. It's not to the death or anything like that. It's a very unique for, especially crustaceans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, and yeah, they say they're not as advanced as we think. I mean, they understand that aspect of it. So their claws match their diet also, uh, whether they're punchers or grabbers. The punchers are mostly eating hard-bodied animals. Yep. Like a hard-bodied crabs, crabs and clams, mussels, that kind of stuff. Lobsters. I mean, lobsters. small lobsters. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to win against an 18-pound lobster when they're four inches long. They're going to make it mad. <laughs> uh, and then the grabbers are more, you know, going towards fish and swimming in active prey. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I said, it's extremely difficult to keep them as pets uh, because they consume so much food. They're extremely shy. They like to live, like I said, they rarely leave their burrows. Mm-hmm. So the big problem is a lot of people miskeep them because they want to see their extremely pretty crustacean. So when they're out in the open, yeah. they're stressed out. Yeah. And, yeah. So they make these tanks where they can, even though they're in their hole, they can still be viewed. Yeah. And it really bothers these guys. Gotcha. So this is a big problem in fish keeping in general. Uh, like, you know, I have upside down catfish we never see. And that's right, just how yeah. it is. I give them spots that... I'll never see, like, the bumblebee catfish. Very, when they're feeding. Feeding. That's it. They'll zoom out and they're right back in. People will make stuff for those animals where they can't hide and it stresses them out. Yeah. So that's kind of the big problem with them. Uh, But, yeah, and then they eat constantly. Hmm. Like, they're constantly hunting and constantly going for food. It makes sense if they're putting that much energy to catch it. Mm -hmm. By the time they eat it, they're probably already hungry again. So mantis shrimp consume so much. Uh, they're actually consumed in many countries as a delicacy, like we've already talked about. Uh, we said they're monogamous. There's one species of mantis shrimp. I thought you'd get a kick out of this, that they only move around by doing cartwheels. <laughs> body over body. That's the only way they, they kind of walk. Oh, like a hoop snake, you know, in some way, shape, or form. It's kind of, It really is kind of like a hoop snake. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So mantis shrimp are often referred to as divers, for, for divers, as thumb splitters. Ooh, that sounds painful. Yeah, because they will be walking, like, using their hands to crawl around these reefs and stuff like that. And mantis shrimp will come out and break their thumb. <laughs> punch them. And it'll split their thumb in half. Jeez. The only time I've seen that was with a bowling ball. Oh, uh, no, these guys just do it all the time. Dang. So these guys actually 
can remember and identify other members of their species and human faces. Okay. Uh, and it's more likely that it's the infrared spectrum that they're using. Yeah. To help really like ID these characteristics and each, you know, each man's shrimp's pattern is very unique. Mm-hmm. These guys can remember other, like other ones they've been around, you know, past rivals, other members of their kind of colony systems. It's very unique, especially for a crustacean. Yeah. These guys are definitely outliers in their overall family group. wonder if they were like related to octopus at one point. I was going to bring that up next is these guys have a lot of similarities to octopus. So I keep that, thinking of, yeah. In their own groups, they don't make a lot of sense. Right, yeah. You know, there's biologically some things. It's just, you know, the ocean's it's another example. The ocean is big and weird. So their eyes, get this, we're working on this in labs right now. Their eyes can be used to detect cancer in humans. Whoa, okay. That's pretty cool. That's doing what them viewing an infrared. Yeah. And training some mantis shrimp to kind of ID uh, watching humans and see if they have any skin cancer developing or anything like this. Makes sense. But and they're a lot better than technology. Nature usually is. It folks. is. Any questions so far? No. I mean, I, the question is why haven't we already CRISPRed this into our own eyesight? I'm sure there's somebody walking around that they did that with. I don't think you could. I think our brains would have to have so much other stuff. Your brain. Your brain, you'd be like mega mind. No, your brain would melt <laughs> if you could see eleven colors. It just grow, plus infrared grow to humo. That's why the people with elongated skulls had elongated. They skulls. were actually mantis shrimp mantis hybrids. Shrimp. Yeah, you just don't see their arms ever. Or, like no, they remove they, their hands and they oddly, actually punch their gloves. Yeah, oddly enough, we always have the skulls, but we don't have the the hands. It's because they're crustaceans. The rest of the way down. Yeah, it all dissolved. Mm-hmm. A mantis shrimp have the strongest punch in the entire animal kingdom. Yep. <laughs> These guys, I'm going to give you some numbers, and we're going to kind of talk about it. Okay. Because it's it's stupid. And it, remember, they're this is an animal from four inches. Like they're tiny, or you know, eighteen, two, eighteen, 18 inches. Yeah. I think a two pound animal. That's still relatively the small smallest creature. lobster you would ever see for sale. Is about these size? About the size of the biggest one of these. Okay, gotcha. Just so everybody, you know, the smallest lobster you've ever seen for selling the tank is about two pounds. Yeah. And that'd be about... The biggest one, one of yeah. these, and that's extreme case. Yeah. And most of the time, these guys are... Even the big species are going to be sitting around a foot long. Yeah, exactly. It's about your shoe. About the size of your shoe for most adults. Really big shoe. A really big shoe. So one of the most intriguing and popular mantis shrimp facts is their strongest striking power in the animal kingdom, as well as the fastest punch in the world... Although both types of mantis shrimp reach breakneck speeds, smashing or the smashing the smashers, I'm sorry, have appendages more specialized to deal powerful blows. These punches can smash and reach an acceleration of ten thousand four hundred G. That's pretty. That's a lot. It's <laughs> insane. That's a stupid number. Yeah, that's a, really insane. Uh, in the. <laughs> How many? Isn't it like so many Gs that knocks you out? Like five. Five. Yeah, I thought so. Five G's. <laughs> and this was 10,000? 10,400. Jeez. Uh, and these guys can instantly reach a velocity of 51 miles per hour. That's pretty... Uh, that's, you know, that's like me when... Uh, that's a two-centimeter punch. Dang. It's 51 like, miles per hour, and it's moving so fast. We'll, we'll talk about it. Like Kill Bill one-inch punch. So Stop. that's around 50 times faster than the human eye can blink. Oh, oh dang. How are they doing this? Despite their small size, these quick punches have forces of 1,500 newtons. I don't know. I don't understand. Why don't you look up real quick on your phone how many newtons it takes to kill a person? Okay. Newtons? Like Mm -hmm. fig? Yeah. Okay. 
uh, which can be comparable to the force of a 22 caliber bullet. Okay. They can reach such intense forces between some uh, some of their biology springs of their and their appendages allow them to deal lethal blows. Otherwise, they can't reach their muscular power alone. These specialized appendages allow smashers to easily break into the shells of their hard-bodied prey. Dang. So there's a couple physicists that now have kind of maybe figured out how these guys do this. Okay. And I don't know if I fully agree with them. First off, I think that this these animals bother physicists extremely. Yeah. Because for decades, these guys break the laws of physics. There is no way, shape, or how that they can punch this hard. They probably didn't even understand like what was even happening. We until the slow mo camera was invented. Yeah, we didn't know. So these guys, when these punchers, these smashers are hitting something, they are creating an implosion that then explodes. And the implosion literally boils a pocket of water into air. Sixteen hundred degrees Fahrenheit instantly. It's insane. Uh, it's the same. I believe you can melt. melt is it steel at fifteen hundred degrees? I think so. I think it's steel. You can melt at 1,500 degrees. These guys punch hard enough. So first, the implosion, mm-hmm. and it's a hard thing to explain. It's an internal shock wave. Right. And it's hard for humans to understand. And I, you know, and then instantly it hits so hard, it creates an explosion. Yeah. Which is that little gas bubble you see. It cooks the water and makes a gas bubble. Which is insane. What was the, what was this, the Newtons again? He said how many Newtons? Yeah. How much was it again? 1,500. 1,500. Oh, okay. How much did it take? Wait, 1,500... Newtons. Oh, okay. Well, it says that um, 3,000 newtons per square centimeter can break a bone. So That's per square centimeter. We're talking about... So this is the same the same force as a twenty two caliber bullet. Which is insane. Which I mean, that's insane. Because a twenty two caliber will... Or, it to kill you. With its shape, you know, it can pretty much oh, go I'm through sorry. anything. I was wrong on the temperature. Oh, well, yeah? I was very wrong on the temperature. That's my dyslexia coming through. Uh-oh, well, what is it? It's 20,000... Kelvin. That's more, though, than what you said. Uh, it's like, it's to be fair, it's the same temperature as the surface of the sun. Now, is it really 20,000? 20,000 Kelvin. Okay. I was wondering. Not 1,500 Fahrenheit. I'm sorry. I think that's the aftermath temperature of some of the shells they were recording. Uh huh. Because it's like a flashpoint. So obviously, all that heat doesn't stay around. Gotcha. 20,000 Kelvin. Which equal? Oh my gosh. Which is what? Let me In guess. Fahrenheit? Yeah. 60,000? Uh, but, uh, you're about do- almost double. But 30,000 degrees Fahrenheit? 35,000 degrees Fahrenheit. 35,540. The same temperature as the surface of the sun. <laughs> Woo! So these guys punch so hard, not only does it create an implosion and explosion, it creates the same temperatures for, I mean, we're talking milliseconds. Right. The same temperature as the surface of the sun. And I believe my 1,500 degrees came from some of the shells that were immediately temperatured after. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because obviously all that heat doesn't stay around very long. It no, couldn't because it right. killed the shrimp too. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Man, they could use that to like, they could use managed shrimp to like power things, I, th- I believe. So they actually use these, they're punchers, they harvest them, and they use them as some technologies because they're indestructible. What do they use them for? I'm getting there. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Such astonishing power. Maybe wondering how these shrimp just don't explode their bodies. Yeah. Uh, as it turns out, their claws have layers of elastic chitin, which allows shock absorbing and protection against the appendages from breaking. Hmm. So these are one of the most incredibly strong, for, like strong and elastic. That's I never heard of elastic uh, chitin. So they're actually they're very unique. Uh, they're right now they're remaking the chemical structure of these guys in car frames, 
aircraft panels, and body armors. Makes sense. I wonder if that's the secret behind the arm, the tanks they make for the army. It could be. It's all mana shrimps. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually all, salt water and mana, live mana shrimps. Yeah, all in the in the built into the the shell, or whatever the hull. I don't know. Any questions so far? No, this is they're a lot more crazy than I thought. So, like I said, these guys, uh, their unique vision helps them extremely in the wild, uh, where they can pick up colors that most other animals can't see. So it's very hard to sneak up on them. We need to use. And them. they have almost three hundred sixty degrees of vision. Oh, that's awesome. If you look at where their eyes are the highest point of their body, yeah. and they can turn them. Like periscopes. It's very hard to sneak up on a man of shrimp. We need them to like find the atmospheric creatures flying above our heads. That's what we need to do. And they probably see them all the time. we got to tap into manus uh, shrimp brain and eyes and put it on like, his TV screen. There that, we go. That would be sweet. So their eyes are useful in detecting cancer. Because they're highly developed eyes, man shrimp can detect polarizing light. Scientists are attempting to replace their complex vision. Or replicate, I'm sorry, replicate the complex vision to make cameras detect cancer cells. The result of this is because some polarizing light reflects directly between healthy and cancerous tissues. So this polarizing light will bounce off of cancerous shell cells. So it's basically, yeah, and it's like glows. highlighting it. Yeah. It glows to, you know, to these guys. That's crazy. What do they do? Give them a little treat if they see it? No, they're removing their eyes and plugging them into cameras. No, they're not. Yeah, yeah I'm not joking. Oh, so that technology does exist. It, they're working on making it functional right now. Do you understand what that's going to mean for, uh, like this, the whole field of the paranormal? We're not going to be able to afford this. Hmm. They're removing the eyes off of a living creature and plugging it into a computer system to detect cancer. I think we could do that in the backyard if we really focused our mind on it. I, mm, mm. I got some old wire. We can make it work. work. Uh, mo- many countries consume mantis shrimp for food. Like I said earlier. Hmm. A lot of these guys are completely disappearing, like extirpated from areas. Oh, no. Because everybody's eating them. It's not the word. I hate hearing that word. Yeah, well, I'm going to be real frank. It's mostly Asian countries mm-hmm. and the Spanish. Oh, they like the manish shrimp, huh? They, they, they eat a lot of seafood. Yeah, They're, true. The Spanish are responsible for extinction of several species as well, not just Asian cultures. Yeah. The Spanish eat a lot, specifically cephalopods. Well, you know, they're on the coast. They so the Italians. That's an inland coast. It's still a sea. It's not the ocean and a sea. <laughs> they got Spain has both. So little is known about their guys' behavior in the wild. Almost nothing. Uh, most species of manna shrimp are quite common and generally not close to threat of extinction. However, it is difficult to monitor these guys because their behaviors in the wild. They mostly live in their burrows underground and rarely leave unless threatened. Mm. So we're thinking most of these guys are okay, even though they're extirpated from some areas. Yeah, it is. You know, they just either. Get all eaten or they leave. Right. They're somewhere else now. Yeah. Uh, but we don't really know. This is one of those species that the the red list is very concerned about. Yeah. Because we can't monitor them very well. Gotcha. These aren't pandas. You can't go out and just count how many there are. Right. Exactly. And, I mean, the ocean's just so huge, too. It's hard. You're not going to put trackers on these little shrimp. And I haven't pronounced a single scientific name yet, so I'm going to give you guys one. Oh, yeah. This is the somersaulting species. They only travel by somersault. Which is awesome. You know, that's a big, that's that's like big Wait, energy. Is that the, uh, that's the scientific name? No. Oh, okay. Nanos Kakila Deca Composite Day. Oh, that one. I think I got the Nanos Tequila. I think I got that one right. And Deco Composite Day. Anyways, yeah, they're extremely flexible mana shrimp that rolls. 
That sounds awesome. That's some big energy right there. Yeah. And you're pretty confident enough. You're rolling, rolling, rolling. This mantis shrimp is rolling. They think they do this to keep their pincers, their punching claws, available at all times for defense. Ah, so it's unrolling, then wha pa pa Well, so they, can, they don't have to flip on their backs and fight. Right, yeah. They're already rolling, so they're really hard to grab yeah. and not get hit. And then something grabs on, they just un- Humans are really good at hunting these guys because we can stand over top and just spear them. Stab them, yeah. For fish, they're kind of difficult unless they're really big fish and they don't really care. Gotcha, yeah. Because uh, there's some fish like... Uh, well, like sheephead, which are saltwater fish, not the freshwater one. Yeah. They, they're pretty much their whole mouth and in, in stomach and everything's just teeth. So when they start getting punched, they really don't care because they grow back. <laughs> they just grow their teeth back. It's right, nothing yeah. tissues. <laughs> right. So that's the mantis shrimp. Do you have any questions, comments? Oh, no, no questions. This was uh, a lot more to these little guys than I even imagined before. I just knew they look cool and they got and they could punch hard. But now, like, a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah, I had to do a non-sad one after last week with the pangolin. Yeah. Because uh, I, Emily suggested some really good species for this week. Yeah. But they were all going to be sad. No more sad for so a So I bit. was like, that's what I told her. I'm like, we got to have a, a week off. Yeah. We need to end this week, this Friday, on a positive note. And speaking of positive, take it away, Mr. E. Why do I have to do it? Because I, I, I said it out loud. Now you have to. Oh, Okay. Uh, winter's coming, uh, Michigan or so we just locked up our cabin this past weekend when we were recording this and it snowed the next day at our cabin. Perfect timing. Yeah. No, literally we almost lost the water pump a fourth year in a row. That would have sucked. Mm-hmm. We literally have made it like not on time yeah. four years in a row. Yeah. Uh, well, three years in a row. We've got up there the day before and me and dad were arguing about when to go. <laughs> I'm like, no, just do it now. And he's like, well, you know, let's do it later in the month. I'm like, you won't have one. <laughs> At that point, might as well not go up. Yep. Because uh, it's an eight, it's nine hours round trip to go uh, to the cabin and back in one day. And we were only there for like 30 minutes. Yeah, just got to get in, get your stuff done, get out. It's really just putting antifreeze in all the pipes and yeah, unhooking the water pump. Basically, okay. So winter is kind of viewed as... It's, you know, a lot of people get depression, and it's the time of, quote-unquote, death. Cabin fever. Yeah, stuff. Get out and enjoy winter. That's what... I didn't like winter until I started ice fishing. And I'm not saying everybody ice fish, but right. there are activities you can do to engage yourself with winter. Make a snowball. If you have snow. Oh, yeah. We don't... I mean, our part really has snow anymore. Oh, this... Sticking this, snow. This winter, we will. I don't know. The willy worms, which may be next week's episode. <sighs> The willy worms aren't saying so. Oh, got to trust the worms. Yeah. Trust the pillars. Yeah. They're always right. So just to go out and enjoy the weather, even though it's going to be colder and stuff, dress appropriately and have fun. I like it. I've been the great and peaceful mystery. I've been Clone 71 And we'll catch you next week with more freaks of this fauna nature. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Freaky Fauna Friday. If you want to help the podcast grow... Remember to share and give it a five-star review.